All right, everybody, welcome back to the End Times Podcast with your host, Kyle, here. Welcome back. I hope you guys had a great couple of days since the last day, last time we have talked. Um, I wanted to start this devotional here in Revelation with some more scripture in Ezekiel chapter 38. Um, the invasion of, um, or the battle of Gog and Magog. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Prophecy against him and say this, what the sovereign Lord says to you. I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Persia, Cush, and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer with all of its troops, and Beth Torgmach from the far north with all its troops, the many nations with you. Get ready, be prepared, you and all the hordes gathered. <clears throat> about you and take command of them. After these, after many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations, the mountains of Israel, which have been long desolate, they have brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops in all, and the many nations with you will go up advancing like a storm you will be like a cloud covering the land this is what the sovereign lord says on that day thoughts will come to your mind and you will devise an evil scheme you will say i will invade a land of unwalled villages i will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people all of them living without walls and without gates and bars I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the wrestled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, living at center of land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarnash and all her villages will say to you, have you come to plunder? Have you gathered your hordes to loot, to carry off silver and gold, to take away... <clears throat> livestock and goods and to seize much plunder. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to God, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In that day, when people in Israel are living in safety, you will not, you will not take notice of it. You will come from your place in the far north and you many nations with you. All of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance, you will advance, against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, O Gog, I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I show my myself holy through you before their eyes. And if y'all turn to, so that was in Ezekiel chapter 38. If y'all turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, <clears throat> this is all in relation with one another. Chapter 5, verse 1. 
Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, sudden destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So guys, that is going to be our intro for today's three chapters out of the book of Revelation. Um, I am really excited for this episode. We are diving into the tribulation this episode, so stick around. It's going to be a good time. Alrighty, so we are here in Revelation chapter 4. The reason why I had us read Ezekiel and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 um, was because this all has to take, um, this all has to do with the beginning part of the tribulation um, and about the Antichrist revealing himself. So let's go ahead and start reading here in chapter 4 of Revelation. <clears throat> And before this, or after this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first, I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. Notice how he said, Come up here. Come up here. Just like what he said to Enoch, he said, Come up here. Just like he said to. Um, I want to say Joshua, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. <clears throat> at once, uh, here in chapter two, at once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had an appearance of Jasper and Car- Carnelian, a rainbow resembled, resembled, resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and pearls of thunder. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven <coughs> spirits of God. Also, before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in the back. The first living creature was a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under his wing, day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I want you all to take notice <clears throat> that this whole, after chapter 3, I want you to notice that the word church is not mentioned. That's very important. Um, now, continuing here on verse 9, the theme. Wherever the creature, the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives there forever and ever. They, la- they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our God and uh, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being 
moving on to chapter five, the scroll in heaven. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scrolls or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of, da of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So these next seals <coughs> that you'll see in chapter six are only able to be opened by Christ. Christ is the only being that is able to open these seals. Continuing here on verse six, um, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne encircled by four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out onto all the earth. He came and took the scroll from right <clears throat> from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were, ho they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are all the prayers of the, the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open up its seals. Because you were slain with your blood, you purchased for men, for God, and for every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. <clears throat> Verse 11. Then I, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature heaven in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, <coughs> excuse me, um, and to the lamb be praised and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Now we move on to chapter six, which is very important. It's a very important chapter, chapter 6 is, because this is the start of the wrath of God here in the tribulation. If you flip your Bibles um, a little bit more, we're actually, we're going to go through four chapters um, of this book because the seventh chapter is very important um, to the tribulation. And the reason why I wanted to go through the seventh chapter was because it's not as long as the, um, it's not as long as the, um, the, uh, next chapters that we're going to cover, but it is very, very important. But I did want to mention this. If y'all turn y'all's Bibles 
to Daniel, which Daniel is a amazing book, especially regarding Bible prophecy. To understand what exactly kicks off the tribulation, you can check out the book of Daniel. And let me get to Daniel really quick, because like I said, Daniel is probably um, probably one of the best books in regards to um, Bible prophecy. So if we go to Daniel and then we go to... <coughs> There should be a He is talking about a beast Okay, so the interpretation of this dream was given by Daniel. He was an interpreter, and um, he was Belshazzar's interpreter, the king of Babylon. And Daniel was having dreams and visions that was going through his mind, and he had a dream and vision of a beast. Now, what kicks off the tribulation is whenever the Antichrist makes a covenant with Israel. Okay, so this whole battle of Gog and Magog, the whenever they're they're calling for peace and safety, sudden destruction falls upon them, suddenly falls upon them. This is in direct correlation to the beginning of the tribulation. So if you read here <clears throat> in verse 4, chapter 7 of Daniel, um, the vision and the interpretation, <clears throat> It says this, the first was like a lion and it had wings of an eagle. Where did we just read that? We just read that in the book of Revelation. I watched until his wings were torn off and it was lifted from the ground from the ground, so that it stood on two feet like a man. And the heart of a man was given to it. And therefore, before me was like a second beast, which looked like a bear. It was raised upon one of its sides. <clears throat> It was raised upon one of its sides, um, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. It was told to get up and and eat your and eat your fill of flesh. After that, I looked, and there before me was another beast. One of them looked like a leopard, and on its back had four wings, like those of a bird. <clears throat> this beast had four heads, and it was given an authority to rule. After that, in my vision, at night I looked. And there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening, and very powerful. It had a large iron teeth. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever it was left, or whatever was left. It was different from all the former beasts, and it had ten horns. Keep the ten horns in mind. <clears throat> while there was, while I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one. That came among them, and three of the and three of the first horns were uprooted before it. This horn had eyes like eyes of a man, and a mouth that spoke boastfully. As I looked, thrones were set in the in place, and the ancient days took his seat. <clears throat> Hold on, let me get a drink really quick. 
Um, his clothing was white as snow. His hair of a head, <clears throat> hair of his head was like wool. His throne was a, was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out of him be- before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Where do we hear that ten thousand times ten thousand? In the book of Revelation. The court was seated, and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and thrown into the fire. The other beasts had been stripped of all their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient days... He approached the ancient days and was led into his presence and was given authority, glory, and sovereign powers, all peoples and nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, and and that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack here, because notice how he says, like the Son of Man coming coming with the clouds of heaven there's another rapture um point right there um but also we're going to go back to the um the boastful one that he's talking about he said he continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking i kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed now what what am I talking about here? So <clears throat> you have you have this image that Daniel is painting of all these beasts. Not a long time ago, probably I want to say the middle of la- not this past summer but the summer before then. There was a recent <clears throat> news article that came out talking about um a statue that is sitting out front of the United Nations. This statue had <clears throat> had horns on its head. It had wings like an eagle. It had um, it had claws like paws like a bear, um, and it had a face of a jaguar slash, and it had eyes of a man. This is talking about so the United Nations <clears throat> are all the nations of the world that are in one particular party and these 10 nations that are described in the book of revelation that it's going to be like a a governmental one nation or one government but it'll be with certain factions 10 different factions um that's where you that's where you get um, the ten horns, and that little horn represents the Antichrist, who was boastful, and was slain by the Lamb, and then and then Daniel talks about the Son of Man. So let's go back to Revelation. Oh, my bookmark just fell out, so that's not good. Um, but let me get to Revelation, <clears throat> and let's talk about these seals. Um, <clears throat> 
I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a, in a voice like thunder, come. I looked and there before me was a white horse. I love this. Um, it's a, it's rider held a bow and was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror and bent on conquest. The second seal. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, <clears throat> a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and make men slay each other to give him. Uh, to him was given a large sword. Now this one we can relate to in the world today. The third seal, famine. When the lamb opened the third seal, I saw the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Um, scales in the book are scales in the days... Um, early biblical days, um, like during the times of Christ um, and early times like that, they used scales to depend how much money you were going to spend on certain things. So it's very interesting um, that this is what this is what is represented here. Um, so like if the food was um, a certain poundage, um, relating to the money, if it was even, then that was the right amount of money. You had to keep putting your money on there until it evened out. And then that made, that made sure that it was the right, they were paying the right price for whatever they were buying. <clears throat> then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages. And do not damage the oil and the wine. <clears throat> this is very interesting. Um, so I'm sure we're all um, all knowledgeable about what's going on in Ukraine. It's by no mistake that Putin decided to invade Ukraine. But because of this, we are getting extreme, extreme repercussions because of this. You're seeing... so. Russia is the top manure producer in the entire world. They produce the most manure out of any country. And there's a reason why Ukraine is called the breadbasket of the world. Because Ukraine produces the largest amount of wheat. And whenever you get um, exports from stopping, um, because you're not allowed to export from a country that is being invaded because the invaders don't want you to continue to make money. They want to crush your economy. So you have nowhere left to turn, but to the people that are invading. So <clears throat> they aren't going to have the opportunity. They're not going to be able to get this wheat out. So the rest of the world is suffering. They are lacking wheat. So the prices of wheat are going up. Like it says here, a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages. The prices of gas, the prices of food, the prices of um, anything else are going up in a result of famine because we don't have the enough materials to produce a lot of things. So <clears throat> I'm not saying we're in the tribulation because this is a seal in the tribulation. 
But it's going to be a lot worse than it is now in the tribulation than it is. And a lot of people may ask, what does it mean not to damage the oil and the wine? So back in those days, the oil, oil and wine was very hard to come by. And only the riches of the rich could afford oil and wine. So, therefore, these people, these elite people in the world today, those people that are rich, they will not, they will not be hurt by this. They will not be hurt by famine. They will be um, taken care of, if you will. Um, they won't have. They won't worry about how everything's going up in price because they have the money to to spend, basically. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on to the fourth seal, which is death. This is a scary one. Um, not for us, but this is scary for those that will be here. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the four living creatures say, Come. I looked, and there beho- before me was a pale horse, and its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague and by the wild beast of the earth. So you have you have plamen or plamen. You have famine and plague. Okay? So we just went through a global pandemic who what killed many of people. Imagine that but 10 times worse. And not only that, the famine that was just mentioned in the third seal is here in the fourth seal. And so they go hand in hand. Lack of lack of food production means lack of food for people, which means if you can't eat, you're going to die. Um, so let's go on to the fifth seal. Martyrdom. Martyrdom. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain. Because of the, the word of God and the testimony they had, maintained they called out in a loud voice how long sovereign lord holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little longer until the member the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been as they had been was completed I don't have much to say about that one, uh, but we're going to move on to the next one. The sixth seal, physical disturbances. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth. As late figs dropped from a fig tree, when was when shaken by a strong wind, the sky rescinded like a scroll, scroll, rolling up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mor- of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, "Fall on us and hide us from the face of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb." For the for the day the great day of their wrath has come. Who can stand? Now <clears throat> I do have something to say about this one. Now, when Christ was telling his disciples when they asked him, Father, what are going to what, what is going to be the signs of your coming? 
he said you, there will be there will be various earthquakes in various places. There will be um, famines, pestilences. There'll be disease. There'll be uh, wars, rumors of wars. But not only did he say all that stuff, but he also said there will be <clears throat> um, there will be signs in the moon and the stars. And not only are we seeing stars before the tribulation, but de- these people during the tribulation will see um, signs in the heavens. Um, the sky rescinded like a scroll um, rolling up. Every mountain and island was removed from its place. Okay. We have that there. And then you go down to where it says the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave <clears throat> and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of mountains. They called to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, literally telling the Lord to crush them, fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? So these people who were just, do not damage the oil and the wine. Oh, we have all this money. We don't really care. We've got, you know, if if famine causes the prices of food to go up, who cares? I've got enough money. And now they're seeing all this death. They're seeing all these martyrs. And now they're like, uh-oh, something's going on. Something, something biblical is going on. And they're like, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this. I'm going to go hide in my bunker. I'm going to go hide in my little hi- my my hideout shelter and I'm just going to get away from all of this. But it'll be like they know, like it says for the great day of their wrath has come. Who can stand? That is so interesting. Because if you have all these seals, right, this is going to kill a lot of people. These scrolls, these seals are going to kill a lot of people. So they're sitting here in their bunkers and they're asking who can stand. Well, these these generals, a lot of these high ups, these elite people are going to think that they can stand and be while they're hiding in their and their uh, bunkers and things like that. But God's not going to let that happen, um, which is very interesting. But I'm going to go ahead and end this segment here so we can move on to another one because we are running short on time. So let me go ahead and stop this, enter the ad, and we'll keep going. All right, now chapter 7 here in book Revelation. This is probably going to be the only podcast for Revelation that we go through, four books. Um, I'll have to see next episode if I want to go through more than just three. Um because the reason why I want to go through um, number seven verse or chapter seven is because of there are some explaining to this because um, not a lot of people know about what this is. And so if you don't have a Bible like mine, because like mine is a study Bible. So it tells me um, it gives me like little side notes that are connecting to the titles of each one. So yours, your Bible may just say um, the redeemed of the tribulation, things like that. Um, So this concerns the 144,000. Those of y'all that don't know the 144,000 are Jews um, that are to be saved during this tribulation period. 
um, because the whole point of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Very cool. I like that. I heard that from Pastor J.D. Farag. If you don't know who that is, go check him out. He has his own app. Just type in J.D. Farag. He does a really good job on preaching Bible prophecy. He does a weekly Bible prophecy update every single Sunday. I recommend you go checking that out. Um, but that's that's his little saying he made up. So the purpose of the sal- or of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation, um, which is very cool. Anyway, we're going to jump right in to <clears throat> chapter seven here. After this, I saw four angels standing at four at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any winds from blowing on the land or on the sea or any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the given four four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. (coughs) Excuse me. Do not harm the land or sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I I will hear the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the, ti- from the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulon, Z- 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. After I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne, and in front of the Lamb, They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This makes me smile right here. Let me tell you why. This great multitude he's describing is the Gentiles. The multitude of Gentiles. That's what this little snippet is talking about. The Gentiles are the church. Now, this doesn't directly say the church because, one, we're not in the tribulation. And this is where people can get confused. Well, why is that mentioned Gentiles in the middle of the tribulation? He's talking about the great multitudes in heaven. The great multitudes in heaven are us, the church. We're raptured. We were raptured before this even all started, before the seals started to open, before the scrolls were opened by Christ. We were in we are in heaven. This is the great the great multitude that no one can count is all the believers there ever was at the, from the beginning of the church all the way up to where we are now until the rapture of the church. That's what the great multitude is. These are the Christians in heaven. And I, I'm just, when I read this part, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. We are going to be saying this in heaven. While everything, while this earth is burning and getting destroyed and people are getting judged by God's wrath, we are going to be, we are going to be singing praises to our God in heaven 
not even worried about what's going on in this earth. Verse 11. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of these elders asked me, these white robes, who are they and who were they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know, he's, and he said, the, these are they, <clears throat> excuse me. These are they who have come out of this great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And who he who sits on the throne will speak will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat, for the lamb at the center of the throne will will their shepherd will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe tears wipe away every tear from their eyes. I love that part. And God will wipe God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I love that part. That's an amazing part in this. So that ends this sequence of chapters for this devotional. Kind of some heavy stuff to ponder through. Definitely go back and read through it. I just want to recander though. We will not be here for any of that. We are that great multitude in heaven that is sitting at the right hand of God. Um, or sitting right in front of God, sitting right by Jesus. Um, we are going to be glorifying him. We'll be in awe. We won't even be worried about what's going on in the world around us. And I think it's very, very interesting, and I love it, and I love to see it. Um, next next podcast, um, we're going to talk about some Bible prophecy going on in Israel right now. Uh, we're going to discuss <clears throat> the Temple Mount and how that can potentially start a war. And then after that, um, probably around Friday or Saturday, we'll cover um, we'll cover chapter 8. We'll cover chapter 9, 10, and I, I really want to get to chapter 11. So we'll, we'll do four next podcast as well, um, just because I'm really excited to start talking about the two witnesses. Um, that's just a really fun thing to talk about. And so I really love talking about the two witnesses. That's just something that Christians, most modern day Christians have uh, questions on or new believers have questions on. Um, but speaking of non-believers, if you're listening into this podcast and you're not a believer and you're scared of what I'm reading about, um, let me tell you something. When you're a Christian, you're, you're not, you shouldn't be scared of that book, uh, Revelation, because it's the only book that offers a blessing. It's the only book that um, is to get us excited and to get us um, prepared for our Lord to come back and take us home with him. Um, what does salvation look like? Salvation looks like this, um, putting your faith full heartedly in Jesus Christ, acknowledging what he did on that cross, that he died on that cross for our sins 
he was buried. He rose three days later, which needed to happen um, to let us acknowledge that he is God. He is the child of God. He's the son of God and that he is going to come back one day um, for us. And then we will be in heaven during this tribulation period. And we were to come back and rule with him with a rod of iron. It's going to be amazing. So how do you how do you accept Christ? Um, it, it's very simple. It is it is saying this prayer right here. It is saying, Lord, I'm broken, and I am wanting to be a changed person. Father, I just I pray that you just allow that to happen. Father, I know what your son did for me on that cross, and I fullheartedly believe that. I believe that he died on that cross for my sins, that he rose three days later, and that one day he's going to come back for me. And if you guys prayed that prayer, praise God, um, I want to start doing that more in this podcast is just kind of sharing how, what is salvation? How does it look like? And how do you accept Christ in your heart? Because let me tell you, I was just telling my girlfriend earlier, I've never experienced this type of joy that I've experienced this past semester, um, in a long time, like, you know, since my walk, my, my first beginning walk with Christ. And, you know, since I started reading the Bible more and more and more, I mean, it's the joy that you get, the love you get for other people that you don't know. It's just something that's miraculous. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you're new here, thank you guys so much. I I hope you guys check out the other episodes if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, um, if you guys are not new here, you guys know the drill, please share this with somebody that needs to hear it. Um, that's not for my sake. It's just for their sake. So they know, um, what's going on in the world. Also, they know, um, they can, they can do a little bit of studying with me here in the book of revelation. Um, I really love doing it. I really love doing these kind of podcasts. Um, and you know, honestly, it's been such a blessing since I've started doing the, uh, devotional. I know we've only had one episode, but, um, it's really cool. I really love sitting down and kind of diving into the word with you guys. It's kind of like a Bible study, a huge Bible study with people all over the place. Um, and so it's just something that I'm really excited that I'm doing and I'm, I'm glad that I started doing it and it's not only helping, it's not only, not only helping y'all, but it's helping me dive into the word a little bit more. So, um, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I will see y'all on either Thursday or Friday, um, for the Bible prophecy update. And then after that, we will go ahead and do revelation, uh, chapters eight through 11. So yeah, we'll, we're going to have a good time. Um, God bless y'all. Love you guys.